Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another episode of Chocolate Covered Strawberries. I am one of the hosts that's here today, Corey, and to my immediate right is not Nate this time. It is Dylan, my neighbor. Can you say hi to everybody? Hello. Yeah, there you go. Good to be here. Can you pop that thing any closer to your mouth? You can get it right up. You can stick it in your mouth. No, you're fine. There you go. There you go. A little ASMR. (laughs) Uh, so the original plan today was to not only have Nate here, obviously, but it was to also have Dylan because he said he listened to pretty much every single episode in one day. Yeah, it's a crash course. Yes, and we were going to have him on, uh, and uh, Nate, unfortunately, had to roll. He had Max was not doing too well. He was a little sleepy. Yeah. Yeah, so he was screaming. Nate said, I got to go home before we even got to start recording. Um, so he went home and he will be back hopefully this evening for a part two, but we're not a hundred percent sure. So we just figured, uh, Nate would leave us with the recording equipment and then Dylan and I would do an episode. Dylan would take Nate's place until this evening. If there is a part two and Finley stay out of there. We are Dylan and I are co-parenting my kids right now. Correct. <laughs> Running around with chickens. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're sitting in the backyard. Um, we switched to homeschool. What's up, babe? Oh, yes. Thank you. What is that? What kind of flower is this? I don't know. Well, it looks pretty. You don't know what it is? No, I don't know what it is. What's it smell like? Does it smell like poop or does it smell like lavender? It smells like... What's it smell like? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Doesn't smell like anything. Nope. All right. It's a good find, though. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Let me smell. All right. Okay. It's a very pretty flower. Can you go play with your sister oh, for a little bit? Yes. All right. I love you. Very cute. And then uh, the youngest one is coming over right now. See, this this is why we always have to do it at night, because the kids are very interested in what we're doing. Yeah, it's very interesting, whatever Dad's doing. Yes. So uh, a few episodes back, Nate and I were talking about you know my family and I moving to the farm, and we didn't get the farm, and Nate said, I think God has a plan for you to cultivate a relationship with the guy that you live next door to mm-hmm. and here here you are now here i am relationship cultivated yeah yes so. yeah it's actually funny my wife was asking me on my way over here she goes so are you guys like besties now <laughs> <laughs> will she I listen say, to this she'll probably listen to this yeah okay yeah katie right katie yes katie to answer your question yes <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um nate's wife is very 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 pregnant and he's trying to do his best as a husband to not have to have her worry about Max. So he cleaned right. the house. He did all the chores. He did everything he possibly could to make sure his wife, Jen, was happy. And he had to turn around yeah, and go home. I, so. I get it. My wife is pregnant right now, too. And I'm trying to do everything that I can to make sure that she has less things to worry about. Yes. She's got a lot to worry about. She's yes. got a lot to focus on. And... Show, show me your teeth. What is on your teeth? Come here. What is? Did you eat dirt? Mm-mm. Why do you have dirt on your teeth? Mm-hmm. Bread? Peanut butter and jelly? And well, <laughs> that is straight dirt. My daughter has dirt on her teeth, ladies and gentlemen. You have a boogie eye on you. Oh. I have a, a eye boogie? <laughs> did I get it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Go have fun. You, come here. Let me take your sweatshirt off. This is the fun part about doing a podcast in the middle of the day. 
There we go. All right, what were we talking about? All right, so a few uh, episodes ago. There we go. Let's get back on track here. <clears throat> we're four minutes in, and we haven't even made any headway. That's okay. Uh, Nate said, um, I think you didn't get the farm because God wants you to uh, cultivate a relationship with people around you. Relationships cultivated. Nate can't be here. Dylan's taking Nate's spot unless he comes back this evening. And uh, our, yeah, our friendship kind of started uh, out of a weird um, Instagram message <laughs> because you came up as like people I may know or something. Right. I, I was looking at the bus and I was like, I know the bus. I'm going to follow him. And then I sent you a weird message. It my was, wife said it was creepy. Yeah. It, my wife said it was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I thought it was a reasonable thing to do. And obviously we're here today. So. Yeah. It wasn't that weird. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, yeah, you said, you texted me yesterday and you were like, we need to get down in some down and dirty conversation. We need to get a deeper conversation than what we were getting in. So, I mean, the floor is yours, dude. What do you want to talk about for this episode? And then we can fill Nate in on the latter half when he gets here. Well, so just going along with that and that idea of God not wanting you to move on from this place without cultivating a relationship with me and... Maybe you didn't realize it at the time. Maybe, you know, I, I think that's a very common thing where people don't really realize the messages that God is giving to us at the time that we're getting them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I've done a lot of thinking about my life and the things that got me to the place that I am today and the decisions that I've made and the decisions that maybe I didn't get to make and were made for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, where those things got me today and thinking of them as um, as more of God giving me those opportunities. OK. So looking at them as, OK, well, all of those things were God trying to communicate with me. He was telling me, you know, not there or he was telling me, yes, that's the place. Or he was telling me, hey, you got lucky on this one. Gotcha. Um Showing me, hey, this is part of the plan. You may not see it. I know you're thinking about this as, oh, I just got screwed over. Or, oh, this thing just happened to me. Woe is me. Thinking about it immediately as, what kind of opportunities is this going to provide for me? Right. So let's just kind of put it into perspective here. You traveled the country in a bus for like a year, right? Yes. And you ended up in Delaware. Well, so it, the story is so much deeper than that, actually. Um, First off, let me ask you that: Are you you're a, are you a believer of God? Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, cool. Yes. So Nate and I both work at a church, right. as you know. Right. Uh, so that's kind of cool to have a fellow believer here with us. All right. So give us the story, the rundown of the touring of the country. Um. So we actually, my then girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife. Oh, okay. We You're not were, talking about no exes. Okay? No, no, no. Okay. We were... <laughs> Smart uh, man. No. We were in California. <laughs> um, we got together at the end, the tail end of college. Okay. Um, it was actually my fifth year, you know, my, my extra victory lap year. And she... <laughs> Second was, year senior. <laughs> yes. And she was coming to the school for a graduate program. Okay. Um, and... She ended up not continuing with that graduate graduate program. Okay. She was only in it for a few months, maybe. I don't even think it was a full year. Yeah. And was still living in that house that she was renting, the apartment that she was renting. In California. It, no, this is in Delaware. So okay. So this is, 
This is in college, um, in Delaware, up at University of Delaware. Okay. Yeah, right up in Newcastle County. Yep. Um, That is where I went to school, and that is where she was going for her graduate program. She went to WNL in Virginia. Okay. Um, So, just right... Did you just sink through the chair? <laughs> that's my rocking. That's my rocker, dude. I just completely ripped right through. You it, ripped man. right through a chair. I feel so uncomfortable now. Well, clearly because <laughs> your butt's on the ground. I can't. Oh believe, my gosh, dude! I can't believe that it split right through. <laughs> Guys, I swear. I. So I have a uh, a yard chair. It's a old. it's a rocker. It's a little old. Maybe some sun damage. Um, yeah, we'll call it sun damage. Dude, I didn't even bounce. You're I not even obese. No, I'm not obese. I didn't bounce. It. Uh, you ripped right through the I, center. It was sheer. <laughs> me just sitting there. Whoa! All right, wow. let me get you a steel, sturdy chair. Keep yeah. going with your story, and I'm gonna run and get you yeah, another that's chair. Okay. Um, okay. So the story. I was just talking. About how we met. Okay, so uh, I was doing my fifth year, and she was coming in for graduate school. Now, she did not finish graduate school, and that was my last year of college. I was graduating that year. All right. Um, And we met at a bar that I picked up a position at. I was a bartender. Nice. During my gap year of not being in school at all, which happened three years in yeah uh so it was just that right there was you know people like to call it a coincidence right when things like that happen like oh wow what a coincidence that you guys just were there at that right time right i don't think that that was a coincidence i don't think that there are coincidences no everything's planned right and yeah you you know and i always got i always was raised uh hearing the phrase and 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 living by the phrase well everything happens for a reason right and it never you know, it still didn't click to me at the time. So then we are dating for a while. Um, we actually separated for a time because she was no longer up at the school. I was still up at the school. Um, and ended up coming back together a, a couple of months later after one of my buddies said something to me like, oh, no, like I really... I really enjoyed Katie. Right. Like what? Why? I, what happened? Like this okay. is your only girlfriend that I've ever enjoyed. And <laughs> <laughs> basically, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and then my family said the same thing, and everybody was pretty shocked. And it was just it, it, looking back, it was for reasons that I should have realized we would have grown out of at that period period of time. Okay. You know, like yeah. everybody, everybody grows. Yeah. So um, realized this, and and we got back together. And within two weeks of getting back together, I mean, we had been together for not not an incredibly long time before then. Yeah. And then within a couple of weeks of getting back together, she were sitting on the, I remember it very clearly, we were sitting on the couch and she just got a text message from one of her friends out in California and said, hey, there's an opening at my job. It would be a great position for you. I'll put a good word with you, for you. You know, we'll be working right next to each other. Gotcha. You should come out. Yeah. And she looked right at me and she said, would you move to California with me? And I said, yeah, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So no hesitations. No hesitations. Dude, I'd be terrified. If my no. wife was like, I want to move to Montana. So if my wife said to me, even if she said, hey, let's move to Montana. Right. Where I want to move. Right. She would, I would still have hesitated. I would well, still be like. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
Well, so you could say that it goes even deeper than that then because I was born in California. Okay. Yeah, my father's from California. A lot of his family is still out in California. That's where I was born. That's where I lived for three years. Man, uh, California. Yeah, yeah. What that, part? Uh, we, well, I was born down in Irvine in Southern California. Like oh, right, yeah, very familiar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I've never been there. Uh, it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like right outside of... L.A. and like Huntington Beach, okay. and all those. So the so the hippie part of California, yeah, not the, the redneck. All, part. all those, no, not the redneck part. No. Okay, no. Um, but when we moved back out to California, we were in Sacramento, and that's for one the capital, but for two, it's the farm to fork capital of the country. Gotcha. So um, she was working for this company, uh, doing medical software sales. I was looking for a job. I completely quit my job um, I as had, a bartender. Well, so I that and well, yes, that and working for my father, um, I I worked as a stonemason for him. He okay. has a stonemason company, it's mostly ceramic tile, marble, natural stone. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so I left left all that, left my family, and it was just her and I and my dog, and we moved out there. Um, the big, the big bear yeah, the thing same, that I saw yeah, the other yeah. night. Okay. Yeah, he's a he's an Alaskan Malamute. Um. Yeah, pretty much just moved out there with zero plans. I had just gotten a degree, a business degree, which I didn't even want to go to college. Um, my parents. Is this before or after the bus? This is before the bus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert our bus was the exit plan from California. Oh, for real? Yeah. And then you traveled the country back here. Back, yeah. And then like, bought. And then bought that property. Kelly's, her name's Kelly, who used to live there. Okay. Yeah, she works at PNC Bank. Oh, okay. Yes. I I use PNC Bank. See? All, you probably have run into her. back together. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I got a I got a job as a um, sales rep for a farm to fork farm. Okay. They they sold vegetables, fruits and vegetables online um, on a, you know, on a farmers market website basically. Cool. And Very they cool. delivered directly to your home. They did farm tours, um, and they're like, I mean, there's produce in our grocery stores here on the East Coast that have their tags on them. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, they ship everywhere. But this was the freshest because okay. we're right there. Yeah. You know, it's the closest that you're going to get to it. So, that was fun. That got me into farming a lot. Like, I was always kind of into farming because we grew up around here. Right. Um, but that really got me into that small farm mindset of staying really local kind of like what i wanted to do exactly exactly with our with my family's farm you want to yep. you want to grow what people eat and then you want those people to be able to see where their food is coming from yes 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 it's more than just providing people with food it's teaching them about food it's teaching them where everything comes from why everything is sacred and we need to yes. take care of it and not just reap it for profit and all of those things yeah i mean you're so we're in delaware which is like the chicken capital of the country <laughs> yeah. and all they do is just pump those chickens full of whatever they're pumping them with yeah. to grow them faster. Yes. But like we're like you can see my chickens like I've never given them anything. Like I haven't even given them oyster shell. Like mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. they find in the yard is what they eat plus right. supplemental feed. But we want to take that that idea and make it bigger. And I'm talking like a thousand chickens mm -hmm. and I want people to be able to like be like I want that one for dinner tonight right. and then I could process it right there for them because yeah. it's nothing to process it one chicken for one family yeah my record is uh 45 seconds really yeah oh <laughs> we got really good at it okay for a time. <laughs> okay okay yeah the key is to um 
dip them in boiling water. Yes, get yeah. those feathers nice oh, and yeah. loose. And then I just wore gloves and would just rake all the feathers off in like two foul swoops. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. So you don't put them in a chicken plucker? No, I did. we did it by hand. We didn't okay. have a chicken plucker at the time. Yeah, the chicken pluckers, if you guys don't know, uh, they're like a dryer drum with rubber thumbs in it. <laughs> And then after you take the chickens out of the boiling water, you throw the whole carcass in there, and then it just kind of like spins them around, pulls all the feathers out, and that's it. But obviously, you bleed them out before then. Right. But um, we actually had to do a hard lesson with Finley, who's four. One of them drowned in that black water, rainwater catch thing that I have back there. One of them drowned in there. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty fresh, so I pulled some skin off of it. And then I decided, you know what, we're going to skin the entire thing so Finley can see where her chicken comes from. Yeah. So it took it from, like, a pet chicken that she's used to holding to a recognizable, oh, I see that in the store. Sure. Yeah. And sure. It, and she took it really well. Well, I mean, it's an important part of life. Yes. And I think people have buried their heads in the sand and forgotten about this very important part of life and why we are here, like why we're here, why the animals are here, yep. why all of this is here. Exactly. Like, uh, that, and, and, yeah. So exactly. Yes. People are like, you know, you have all these like activist groups and like, you know, you're, you're killing all these animals and you're doing this and this and this, but like these animals were put on this planet for us to enjoy, Correct. for us to consume. Correct. I mean, obviously I have chickens out here, which we could eat, but I also have a dog out here. There's a fine line. Sure. You know, I'm not right, going right. to eat the, the black lab that's sitting there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but exactly. and that is kind of funny, but but I mean, you know, then it just goes back to the history of of dogs and what dogs were for. Well, dogs were for to help us to hunt. Yep. And dogs were to protect us while we were in the house. Yes, they're work uh, animals. I mean, they're work animals. So we we use horses in the same way. We not in the exact same way, but we use horses for a reason. We we we've cohabitated with these animals for so long. Yes. Created these relationships. I mean, you know, you look back to even Egyptian pyramids and and drawings and hieroglyphs and things like that, and they have cats. Yes. I mean, like, we've built relationships with these animals. They worshipped cats back then. Yeah, over, I mean, for the longest time, we have built relationships with these animals, and we've totally forgotten about it, and we just go into the store and buy our food and think that it comes in packages, and then we cry about, you know, saving all the animals, and and you're just so disconnected (laughs) from it, it's hard to even say that. Yep, exactly. So, So, like, you go into the store, you buy a couple steaks, you buy a couple pieces of chicken, you know, yeah. you're buying your cheese, you're buying your eggs, you're buying whatever, and you totally forget where it comes from. Right. And well, it just it, it, when you buy, when you say buy chicken, even like those chicken wings. I love chicken wings. Heck yeah. How, how many chickens have to die for you to have a 20-pack of uh, chicken wings? Well, that would be 10. 10. <laughs> yeah. Right. So if people are thinking about that. They're thinking, oh, yeah, wings, sweet. They're thinking, oh, I'm going to put this barbecue sauce. Right. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, wait, you got to kill animals to get this? But you wouldn't eat you wouldn't eat uh, twenty chicken breasts. No. So I mean, it's it's just people don't even think about things like this because they don't have the experience of interacting with these things one on one. I mean, you break it down. Let's take meat out of the equation. You're looking at let's look at fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. People don't realize the the where that comes from either. I mean, right. like if I say, hey, where does an apple come from? They're going to say a tree, obviously, but they're not going to say. They're not going to appreciate that their bag of 10 apples came from a tree that a farmer planted, that a farmer cared for, that a farmer uh, pruned, that a farmer looked after and shooed all the bugs away. Because if you've ever tried to grow anything in your life, you know that it's not an easy task. Right. And these people don't appreciate where it comes from, which is where I think both you and I both agree. 
we need to get back to, right. which is why I want the farm. I want, you know, I want fruit trees. I want a full garden. I want animals and I want people to uh, not only enjoy their food, but appreciate where it comes from. Right. Um, right. How we got from you traveling the country in a bus to uh, apple trees, I'm not sure. It's a, it but was it's a natural a, progression. It's a good transition. It's a, I mean, farming is a big part of my life. That's what I want to do as well on a very small... I, I want to do it mainly to support myself and my family. Yes. But at the secondary part of that, I want to um, basically operate a bed and breakfast on a farm mm-hmm. so that you're doing good educational experiential trips where they come out that was my idea uh, that's what i want to do yeah i want people to spend the night on the farm where their food comes from i want them to eat dinner where their food is raised what's up baby you want to give them some flowers no because mr rick is very busy resealing his driveway okay so maybe tonight all right all right, go play with your sister. Give me a high five. I love you. I want to give some on their grass. That's okay. Just go play with your sister. I love you. The fun of doing a podcast with kids. Look at Evan's butt. It's all wet. Oh, I don't know what she got into. <laughs> but this is the that's the idea, man. I mean, look yeah. look at these kids. They're outside. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, the way that Finley's running around with these chickens, you can tell that she loves them. You can tell yep. that she's into it. Yep. You can tell that she's knowledgeable. You, I mean, just the way that you were describing how you processed the chicken and you taught her about it and she's okay with it. And she, you know, I think you even told me the other day, she goes, Daddy, can we kill a deer? Yeah. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she asked if we could. She was like, Daddy, can we shoot a deer? Heck yeah, we can. I mean, I, I'm, la- I'm only laughing at it because children aren't dumb. Children know. Yes. Children know where our food comes from if we teach them. Yep. And when we don't teach them, they get these unrealistic expectations that it's it's Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and they're yes. running around in the forest together having a fun time. Yeah, they're so, friends having a conversation. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. like, if you see her right now, like, she's swinging on a swing dangerously. Right. And yeah. it, even, like, yeah. if you guys want to start, like, this is a podcast by dads for dads. You know, and uh, it's kind of cool because I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Nate has a one-year-old, and you are expecting. Yes, in March. Yeah, so, yeah. like, we have all stages of, of dadhood represented on the podcast. But, like, you know, you see Finley swinging dangerously on this swing, and you see my one-year-old kind of roaming freely amongst these animals. She's and, trying uh, to do a balance beam right yeah, now she's trying the to, log. Yeah, <laughs> like, you got to get your, like, if, if, if you want to start to appreciate where your food comes from, but you don't want to get in farming, you want to appreciate where fruits and vegetables come from, but you don't want to plant trees or, or a garden, start by getting your kids outside. Oh, yeah. Man, like, oh, I don't yeah. know if it was like this for you, but when I was a kid, it was a punishment to not be able to go outside. See, I... We did. I mean, we did, I think, not to that extent. I mean, my, my father was telling me about about how his parents would basically say, don't come on until the street, don't come home until the street yeah. lights are on. Yeah, that's how it was for me yeah. growing up. So, I mean, we we didn't necessarily live in that area where there was a bunch of kids running around. We kind of lived in a, um, an older neighborhood. Okay. There wasn't a ton of kids. There were some kids, um, but... We would always go to people's houses and gotcha. just play and run around while our parents were hanging out. Um, so we grew up in an older neighborhood as well, but we had four or five kids that were all the same age, me included. Nice. And I developed a friendship when I was like four or five years old via T-ball with mm-hmm. a kid named Drew. And we would wake up on a Saturday morning at like six o'clock in the morning. Whoever woke up first, that's who's traveling to your house. Right. 
and he would knock on my window at 6.30 in the morning, wake me up, all right, we're going to play all day long. And then we would come home when it got dark, obviously. And like back in that time, you didn't have to worry about uh, kidnappers. You didn't have to worry about sex trafficking or anything like that. Yeah. Not that anybody would want, you know, me. I wasn't, you know. You know, there, I mean, well, it's not a joke. <laughs> like there are, what, millions of kids that go missing every year. Yes. And, 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 well, that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother nobody's podcast. talking about yeah, it. I know. Well, yeah. Nobody. Like the media is not covering it because. The people who own the media are involved. I so, know. like, <laughs> um, we could start saying a bunch of keywords and get this thing. We could just remove <laughs> completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> the whole thing was, was like, we would wake up, we would go outside, and we would stay outside all day long, whether we're in the woods, we're riding bikes, we're yeah. doing whatever. And then we would come home at the end of the night for dinner, and that was it. Like, you were in for the night. Yeah. And if I messed up or if I was a bad kid, which I was, my parents would be like, you're not going outside. And that would, right. like, rip my right. heart out. Yeah. But now kids today are so involved in their screen time. Yep. They're so involved with TV and technology that it's a punishment to go outside. Yeah, or punishment to just take the screen away to from take, them. Yeah. So make them, make them think and... Uh, and have and an imagination. Create, yeah, create a fun time for themselves. Yes. I so, mean, uh, you do not need to entertain children. No. Children are <laughs> plenty entertained by everything that's around them if you just provide them with the right environment. And my wife pointed out something to me that was super important to being a dad. Um, when kids are bored, that's the opportunity for them to use their imagination. Yeah. So if they say, Dad, I'm bored, it's not your job to entertain them. Yeah. It's your job to say, go find something to do right. because that's when they can start really using their imagination and using their brain and think and to, to do that, I guess, self growth, because that's oh, something yeah. that you can't teach as a dad. You can't teach imagination to a kid. Sure. So, sure. I mean, we're looking at, at my kids now and they're playing in the dirt. They're in the garden. They're messing with chickens. One yep. of them's pushing a car instead of riding in it for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, but the, they're not coming up to me saying, "Dad, I need to be entertained," or "Dad, can I have a tablet?" <sighs> Which is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sad. Um, yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see parents that their kids come up and they say, "I'm bored," and they hand them a, their phone. Yeah, well, like, I what? I know a five year old and. He's family, so I should say that. I don't just know a five-year-old, but uh, I know. I know this five-year-old who hangs out on Fifth and Crenshaw who's got that good stuff. Yeah, as Joe Biden said, we go way back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, his favorite activity is to watch videos on his iPad. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's... No. Awful. No, we don't... sorry, that's awful. No. And we've all... I mean, we've all fell fell into it in some manner. Um, I mean, this technology is so new. I mean, think about how long the internet, phones, video, messaging, yep. all that, social media has even been around. We're talking like 10 years, 15 years. Maybe. I yeah. mean, we're, we're, what, Facebook was 2008, 2006, 2004, yeah. something uh, Yeah, like I was that. in high school. I mean, it, we're talking about something that we have no experience with at all. Yep. You used to know your 200-person tribe, uh-huh. maybe before you start splitting off into smaller groups and going and finding some new spot. I mean, that's my fear as a dad. Like the internet is a cool thing. It's a great, it's a great tool to use, but it's also terrifying because that's where like child predators lurk. That's where kids meet new people. You know, Mm -hmm. like they have all these like weird online relationships. Like I know kids that play video games online with people religiously and they've never seen them face to face. And most likely they're 30 to 40 years old. And it's it's weird to me. And And the, you know, the, the internet and these screens are a barrier between people. 
Yes. You know, we would never say some of the things that some of these people say online face nope. to face. No, heck Even no. Even a stranger. No way. I mean, it's just, it gets outlandish and it really makes you question humanity, but it's really just a mirage. I mean, these, these screens are creating a, like a barrier. Yes. So, it, yeah, it's a definitely a problem that needs to be addressed and, you know. It's I'm, preventing kids from being social. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if you're dependent on screens and technology, you're never going to go up to somebody and say, hi, my name's Corey. Right. You seem interesting. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're saying that as somebody who used social tech, social media exactly. to say that. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, I live right next door to you. And I don't when know I could have just I'd... knocked on your door. Yeah. I mean. But it would but, have been taboo. Like well, sure, people don't yeah, do that anymore. Right. And I would have accepted it with open arms because we did that when we moved in. We walked right up to people's houses with yeah. boxes of cookies. We knocked on their door cool. and we said, hey, this is our names. We're in the neighborhood. Cool. Just wanted to show you who we are and meet you. And here's a little gift. And some of them brought cookies back in the tin. That's cool. So, yeah, I mean. That's really cool. But you're right. You're right. It's that. I So at this company that I work for in California, we did door-to-door sales. Uh-huh. Um, and it was probably the last, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there doing door-to-door sales right now, but it was probably the last time you ever did door-to-door sales. Sure. Yeah. The, you could just tell there was a tension in the air when you knock on the door and, Hey, who are you? Which I get. What are you doing here? I get, who are yeah. you? What are you doing here? What do you want from me? Why mm-hmm. are you bothering me? This is my space. I mean, there were some people and you know, not to be, not to be insensitive about their situation or anything like that, but there would be some people where I could see into their apartment when I, they opened the door, they had a TV on the floor and a mattress on the floor in the living room. And that was all I saw, but like that was all that there was. That sounds all right to me. I mean, yeah, sure. Like <laughs> I'm down. And you know, and he comes to the door and he goes, Hey, you're bothering me. Right. And I'm going, Okay. From what? Uh, from what? Just sitting, <laughs> you got there watching, in here. sitting there watching TV. Right. Hit the pause button, man. Yeah. Just talk to me for a second. And you know, what we were doing was trying to help people get fruits and vegetables. It wasn't that I mean, there was no there was no hook, line, and sinker. It was, hey, you get these fruits and vegetables from the store. I yes. see them all over the place. We'll give them to you right to your door. You can pick them out online. We'll deliver them to your home. If you're not eating fruits and vegetables, you probably should. I mean, <laughs> clearly you're not. Clearly you're not. <laughs> you have a TV on the floor and you got Cheeto dust on your shirt. Yeah. So I mean, again, I, I would never judge somebody, but it's sad to see people that have completely just given into this idea that they should be taken care of, and uh, somebody should tell them what to do and yes. what to think. And let me just. That's the Let plan, me just get dude. Home and relax. That's or, the plan. Or, I mean, that's what they want. Like the government yeah. wants you to rely on that's them. Exactly what they want. Because if you rely on them, you're no longer self sufficient. Like they're they're saying that people that farm, like a little like a little garden that I have, they're considering them right wing extremists yeah. because they're yeah. trying to be self sufficient. I right. want as little to do with government. Grocery stores, Walmart, whatever. I, I I don't want anything to do with it. If yeah. I could just live off of what I can grow in my backyard, I would be the happiest guy alive. Right. And they're calling that right-wing extremism now. Right. Well, and then it's funny because in the same breath, they'll say that, um, you know, Hitler was a far-right guy. Right. And I mean, <laughs> that might be what they've manipulated the Wikipedia <laughs> sure. uh, description to say about him. But if you look at what his policies actually were, it was socialism 
but just for us. National socialism. Right. We don't want to mess with anybody else. We're going to do our own thing, but it's socialism. Right. And and if you don't know, socialism is just communism. And that's why the <laughs> communists didn't like them, because they said, no, no, no. It's going to be one for all. Yes. And we're going to take everything, and we're going to rule over the entire world. You can't just be your own thing, ruling over your own self. No. And if, if that is, I mean, yeah, it's just... That's a socialist idea. And yes. these are communist ideas. And that's what's being employed in our schools and in our culture and in our movies and in our music. And it just has warped society. Sadly, it's just it's warped what we value. It is. And Nate is actually um, kind of opening up to the self-sufficient lifestyle. Like he's appreciating like when I had my garden um, in full, full bore, I had like corn, I had a bunch of different veggies that were growing up and going like wildfire. He looked at mm-hmm. it. He was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. So I, to the point like where I offered him and his wife plants so they could grow, he lives oh, in yeah, a community cool. to where he can't, he can't garden like we can. Right. Uh, but he's, he's kind of understanding where I'm coming from as far as, you know, why I want to be self-sufficient. He's right. kind of picking up on that. Right, right, right. Uh, and when we first started this podcast, he and I were on completely different spectrums as far as politically mm-hmm. how we thought we were both obviously christians but we we were the most opposite you could be from one another sure. and then he's explained his side which has opened up ideas for me and i've explained my side which have opened up ideas for him mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool how he and i have kind of become more centralized rather than as far right or as far yeah. left as we were yeah um yeah but you know it's i don't i, I think i think everybody's going to have either a subtle awakening where they're kind of slowly realizing like nobody cares about you yeah, yeah. and you, and you got to do it yourself. Right. And, and this isn't a left wing, right wing thing. No, it really is not. It is a, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but this is exactly what it has come down to. It has come down to, do you love God or do you love the devil? <laughs> I mean, that's just how I feel like it is. Yeah. And you know, to, to say that in such an extreme way is, an exaggeration, but I mean, there are those who love God, who follow his teachings, who try to be the best they can be, who try to raise each other up, who try to help out the community. And then there are those who have completely, I mean, the devil is a snake. He's a subtle beast. And he's in Genesis chapter like one. I mean, he's, (laughs) he's tricked these people into not worshiping anything. Yeah. Not worshiping everything, but God, everything, but God. I mean, and that's, you know, like the whole, not to just completely go into it, but that's like the whole idea of, of science and, and the big bang theory. Yes. And, um, what is it? I can't even think of what it's called. Um, Evolution. Evolution. Wow. <laughs> I don't even think about these things. Yeah. It's just, I don't think about it. It's not, yes. it's, I think of it as nonsense. I think of it as things that have separated the tie between us and our creator. Well, look at the very first two people that were ever put on this planet, Adam and Eve. Yeah. They were put in the garden of Eden where they eat, they ate, you know, yeah. they ate from the garden yep. and they named the animals, named which the they animals. killed and ate. Yeah. And then later used their skins, obviously clothing, probably. <laughs> Um, but I mean, if like, if the very first people were self-sufficient, obviously with God's creations. Sure. So for these people just to be like, nah, I'm just going to buy it from the store. I'm going to, I'm going to watch the false news. I'm going to watch, I'm going to be, I'm going to openly be lied to with everything that's in my life rather than throwing some seeds in the ground, some water. Yeah. You know, like that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that the more simple your lifestyle is. 
the better off you can be. The yeah. more, like, just the concept of throwing seeds in a tilled dirt yeah. will grow you food to eat rather yeah. than you having to get dressed, having to go look at ingredients, having to worry about chemicals being put in your food, having to worry about, you know, if it's safe for your kids. You have all these uh-huh. kids with these food allergies. They're mm-hmm. like, my kid can't eat. My kid can't eat this. Food allergies, you got, you know, anxiety and other yes. mental disorders and mental conditions that people have and have developed recently and diseases. And it, I mean, it's just like the list goes on and on and on and on. Yes. The corruption goes on and on and on. Try and if, on. if your kid has food allergies, try growing your own food. If you grow your own food, guaranteed, they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be just fine. Get them outside more. Get them into the natural pollen. Get them in the dirt. Get them in. I mean, like, you know, then it goes to hand sanitizer. How natural much we cure? pollen. Yeah, I mean. Oh, man, just starting on that. Like, dude, getting your immune system up and being used to what's outside. See, it, it really is, when you really look at it, it just goes into every aspect of, of life. And we have, like you say, awakening. I mean, a lot of people are asleep. I yep. was asleep at one point. There was a period of time where I was asleep and just at the wheel, like, this is what we do. This is life. This is what we got to do. Not thinking about it, not asking why. And it, it just happens. It, you know, that's the way they teach us. That's the way they raise us. That's the way they program us at school. Yep. That's the way they show us how to be on TV and with all these uh, celebrities. Just like, get more, get more, get richer, get richer, live a good life. <laughs> yes. want, I mean, it's like, that's, that's, be happy all the time and do this. And then you got social media showing us all these happiest moments all the time. Yeah. Oh, you're not happy? Take this drug. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dude, it, it, <laughs> it seriously is in every aspect. And then, you know, you get labeled as a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> For think yeah. for like for thinking that maybe we're not doing the best things, but then you'll have a vegan saying that, "Oh, you, you're such a conspiracy theorist." What's go- what are you doing? Well, it's not a conspiracy if it's been proven to be true. Well, yeah, there's that. But at the same time, what are you doing? You don't yep. believe in you don't believe in the the agreed upon solution apparently, right? Because you're a vegan, or if you're what if you, name the thing name name the subsect that you're a part of. You have a bias towards that, and you'd reject other things because of that bias. So if you have a f- normalcy bias, uh-huh. and you're a normie, sorry, normie. If you're just a normie yep. walking around just accepting everything that they tell you. Ain't ex- no normies in the Phoebus household. <laughs> accepting all the lies on TV that they constantly give you. We teach our kids to question everything. Yes, you should. You should question everything. And question yourself. Yeah. I, I question myself more than anything. Yeah. Why is broccoli good for you, Dad? Well, I'm not really sure. I got to figure out what's in it yeah. that makes it good for you. Exactly. One of the things I hate to bring up his name because I see him to be awesome, but a total hypocrite as well. Liver King. Oh yeah, dude. All right. So Liver King, if you've not heard of him, he's he's basically a guy who survives off of raw meat and raw foods that he eats from the ground. He works out constantly. He lifts heavy weights constantly. He's a very functional guy. Mm-hmm. But then again, he's also on a bunch of gear. Yeah, yeah. He totally is. <laughs> yeah, and so. again, this is the life that he's portrayed on his Instagram. Yeah. This isn't saying that we have a camera in his life. We don't know what he, what he does. Sure. I mean, he came out on this podcast the other day and said that he has ab implants. And he's like, yeah, that's why they don't move when I breathe. Which they don't. They I mean, don't, but also... Trend does that too, so like yeah. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, and then he's like, "Oh, just joking around. Like I'm never gonna say anything about if I'm on gear or not, which I definitely am." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> clear. I mean, the guy clearly look yeah. at him, dude. I mean, dude, just say I'm trying to sell liver and liver supplements. Yeah, and give me your money because you guys love me. But I mean, he's the guy who always portrays himself to to be a natural the seven tenets guy to yeah to yeah. eat what's on the ground, and yeah. I and I like that about him. But I'm also kind of leery about his teachings because he says if you want to live forever you, primals you eat raw <laughs> yeah. liver 
I'm like, all right, all right, dude, but you're also taking a gram of test a week. Yeah, so, like, you know, how much of that is what you're saying is real? Right. Like, do I do I fully believe? And he's like, some of you say that I don't eat all of this food that I'm sitting in front of, so I'm going to eat it all right I'm now. I'm going to drink raw blood, prim- primals. I mean, and he feeds it to his kids. Like, I've seen that. Yeah, and they look miserable. They look <laughs> miserable as I thought they any... looked healthy, though. No, dude, I mean, you know, they're kids. If you feed them good stuff, yeah, they're going to be pretty healthy, but they look miserable. Evan, get out of there. Evan, come on. Come on. They look like they don't want to be doing this video with yeah. dad because dad's crazy. <laughs> dad's, why, why are we doing this, dad? Dad's a nut job. Dad, I don't want to strap all this weight on me and pull a sled. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's all, it's all show. I mean, really all is just yeah. show. They're all, everybody's trying to sell something. Everybody's trying to do something. Everybody's trying to pull an angle or convince you of something. Everybody has. You knocked the ball in the pool? Oh. Was it an accident? Truly? You were throwing it really high. Yeah, you were. Oh, no. All right. Let's take a peek. Where is this ball? Let's see. Going on the road. Where is it? I don't see it. I think it's up at this edge. Oh, you got the recorder got device? Oh, All yeah, right. It's right there All at right. the edge. Left, left, left. Oh, there it is. Covered in chicken poop, too. Uh, oh, now you get to play with a wet ball. Here you go. <laughs> take it. Take it. <laughs> I'm not drying it off. It's dirty. It's nasty. I don't want it. Yeah, you take it. I'm going to wipe it on your shirt. Boop. Hey. <laughs> it's okay to get dirty. All right, fine. I'll take it. Goodness gracious. Since when are you afraid to get dirty? <laughs> Man, yesterday these kids hard pivot to these children, but staying on the topic of outside. We were outside yesterday. Or the day before, I forget what day it was, but I was putting that welded wire around my garden because okay. it looks way better than chicken wire. Right. And Evan comes up to me and she goes, Poo, poo. And I look at her fingers covered in chicken poop. Oh, it's not the first time it happened. Right. And then Finley comes up to me and she's like, Dad, I have chicken poop on my arm and my leg. <laughs> and I'm like, How the heck did you get chicken poop on your arm and your leg? And sure enough, like a big splotch on her forearm, a big splotch on her calf. Oh. So. These these kids, I don't know why Did she's they have a afraid. Chicken poop fight? No, I don't, dude. I don't know. It was a lot of chicken poop. I think she was holding one and one pooped right. on her. It's just projectile. So I don't know why she's so afraid of a wet ball, because this kid gets both. These kids are just filthy. Yeah, it's covered in neat, covered in uh, dirt right now with the knees. Yeah. Speaking of filthy, they need to take a nap soon. It's one thirty. Well, yeah, we're recording this on a uh, Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon. You want to wrap it up? How much time? We can. What time is it? We've been on this for 42 minutes. We've been on this for 42 minutes. And it says we only have one bar of battery on fresh batteries. Let me just quickly wrap up the bus analogy. Oh, yeah. Give me some bus analogy. Well, just, the, <laughs> just the whole bus story. So we were we were in California. We were doing the thing. She was working for this medical sales company. I was working for this farm. We were kind of living paycheck to paycheck, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I moved my way up to manager, but the cost of living was just so much that it got to be a lot. And then Katie quit her job. She was not into it. She was not happy. That wasn't what she wanted to do. She started working for a, um, a gym as a personal trainer. 
So the one here that she's working no, at currently, still in California. Okay, gotcha. Still fully in California. She's working for a gym. She's working a night shift job, folding clothes at Nordstrom's. We're trying Jeez. to make things work. Yeah. I'm still working there, but she was making the big money. Okay. So it was like the offset that I got a promotion didn't really offset, and she went from a couple of different gyms, and it's like, you know, like I'm I like what I'm doing, but this is just not sustainable. And I'm like, yeah, this is totally not sustainable. Gotcha. So we poured every last bit. We we had savings. We were just living paycheck to paycheck, and we were not trying to dip into the savings. So I was like, okay, we got to kind of just pull a hail mary right now. So we watched this documentary on this couple driving down from California to Mexico in a school bus. Yeah. Yeah, and what, like, dude, when I tell you... We, we could get a school bus. Well, when I tell you that we watched this thing and two weeks later we bought a school bus, it was like that. Two wow. weeks later, we bought this school bus. We're renting this house, so we just park it out. It, we're just like in this neighborhood in Sacramento. Just pulled it up right in front of the house, started working on it. Gnarly. And, you know, got some help from my, my parents, got some help from a bunch of credit card debt, and we're just like... Everything on this. Like yeah. Everything That's on this the plan. right now. This is the whole plan. Let's go home. We had another dog. Part of the story is we had another dog. We uh, had now two 135-pound dogs. Yeah. And the first trip out was really rough on the on the first one. Yeah. So we were like, that's not sustainable. We can't, uh, we can't fly home. So how are we going to get home? And then we watched that documentary, and, like, it was just boom. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, so it took us a year to build the bus, and that's because we were on our last year of our rent. Yeah. And, like, the day that our rent came up, we pulled out of the driveway, and some of the stuff wasn't fully done Deuces. Yet. Dude, yeah. That's cool. Quit that job. You know, she, she left all of her jobs there. We traveled across the country for a month. Did a nice big windy tour up and down and coastal and I mean just, we went everywhere. Yeah, working at a gym does not really pay unless no. you own the gym. Right. I was an operations manager of a of Pure back before it was Pure, mm-hmm. and I think I was making like thirteen or fourteen bucks an hour. It was yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's not. It's not a ton. Why and, doesn't Katie get her own spot? Well, so I if you just let me finish the story. Oh, okay. That's how it's going. All right. All right. I'll just shut up then. So we drive back across. <laughs> and, and so, so both of our families live in Delaware where we left. We left them all. We went and moved to California. Everybody was really sad. We bought this bus. We said, hey, we're coming back. And, you know, we weren't really even telling people that we were moving back. Like, people just thought we bought a bus and we're just going to travel around. That's what I thought when I stalked your Instagram right. the first time. So. Well, we didn't tell anybody, hey, we're actually coming home and we're going to move home and buy a house and like start a family at home. Nice. So we moved back home um, after that month and we rented a couple places at some campsites because it was an RV. Right. And then we lived on a buddy's property uh, with his wife for a year and like ran hoses and extension cords out to the bus. And we lived in their backyard until we found our place over here, which we bought um, yeah. Now a uh, year. I think it's been almost two. Okay. Yeah, I think it's been almost two years. Nice. I guess March will be two years. Okay. April, March. Yeah. 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 Did so, some upgrades. Yeah, we did a bunch of renovations on the house. Um, we lived in it while we've been renovating it, so that's been fun. And I think we were probably home for um, like three months before I proposed to Katie. Okay. Because it was one of those things where it's like, we, we had the conversation, like, I want to get married to you. I want to be with you forever. Sure. But we can't do it here. And we're pouring everything that we have into this bus right now. So we got to just wait. So it was well known. It was well known. Okay. Yeah. It was well known. But I mean, you still don't have that sense of security of, 
the ring on your Till finger. Till the ring's on, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, um, but I knew. I mean, I knew when we got back together. Like, I wouldn't have gotten back together with her after we separated if I didn't. Sure. Like, it was, like, one of those moments where, oh, crap, I made a mistake. Like, I need to get this back because this is. Oh, it was your fault. Yeah, it was my fault. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I I still get a little guilt about it to this day, but that's okay. It's, it's a woman that's thing. That's okay. Sorry, ladies, but you do hang yeah. on to grudges. <laughs> yeah. I knew the moment yeah. I saw Heather. I know. I heard that. That's yeah. pretty awesome. And then I found out, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it in the podcast, but I found out two or three weeks ago that she knew the moment she saw me as oh, well. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, wow, dude. See? Yeah. yeah. It was wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Now I hate her. <laughs> Just kidding, honey. I love you. <laughs> um, so to, to answer your earlier question, she has, she got back here. She worked for a couple gyms. She works for a, um, nutritionist and like a personal trainer type of deal up in Milford. Yeah. She was all over the place. Um, it, and kind of realized at this time, Hey, I just need to do my own thing. So she started building her own business. Nice. Um, she got an LLC. Nice. Uh, ktwellness.com. Check it out. There you go. Shameless uh, plug. Yeah, shameless plug. If you're looking to jumpstart your fitness and health goals. If you're looking to get shredded. Because <laughs> Dylan and I are both, like, yoked up. Just kidding. I mean, <laughs> We're in I appreciate shape. it. I think I'm in I'm in less shape than you are. You're definitely more yoked up than I am. Oh, that's, no. You said you're a bodybuilder, right? I was. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, you hold on to it. I was. I was real yoked before. I can't imagine. I was big, big. But no, not, not anymore. That's what happens when you have kids. Yeah. So, in a couple months. I'm hoping not to get that. No, dude, I gotta. You I get dad bod. You're gonna have three visible abs, maybe. Dude, I got. That's stay what on I got. It, man. <laughs> well, so I was listening to your podcast the other day about getting the dad bod, and everybody has been saying that to me, and I've actually been trying to. I've been trying to gain weight, but I've been trying to gain like muscle weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm trying to stay lean. I've it's been working so far. Good. Uh, she's she had a rough first trimester, so she was not eating a whole lot. She didn't have a ton of crazy cravings or anything. Finley, get your sister for me. Because I can't see her. I don't know. Find her. I want to make sure she's, she's safe. around the pool. Yeah, I can't see her. Oh, there she is. Okay. So the first trimester was not fun. No. She's I, in her second? She's in her second now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was just informed last night that we're about a week away from being halfway. Because she has this app that tells her every Nice. Every yeah, the 20-week mark. Yeah, 20-week mark. And uh, the reason that she told me that because because I'm reading baby book. And she goes, are you going to be halfway through that book by the time I'm halfway through? Like I read it already. <sighs> yeah, so the baby's the size of, of an avocado. Did it, you know that? It is the size of an avocado. <laughs> yeah. It's the perfect size. Yeah. So uh, I need to start reading a little bit more. Go but get your sister, baby. That has pretty much brought us to present day. I mean, uh, that's awesome. That bus. Is she getting a brick and mortar? Like, is she going to find her own? Like, so she she does it pretty much exclusively online. Goes to okay. people's houses. But what we want to do is have. Um, we want to build a pole barn as a garage yeah. and then have the second floor just be like a big open space. For sure. Um, so she can have clients come over there. You don't really need enough space for one person. She's only training one person at yeah. a time. Yeah. I so mean, you we, don't need a lot of space. We have we have a full rack, um, like squat rack and a bench and everything okay. in our uh, office right now, our third bedroom. Okay. So, I mean, that'll eventually have to get out of there. But uh, for the time being, she can at least bring somebody over. That's awesome. But yeah, so that's going well, and the bus now is in the back of our property. We've kind of nestled it in the future farm area. And what are you doing with the bus? And, I know, but I want the listeners to and know as well. we are airbnb it. Yes. So I am moving along onto 
what I want to do. Like yeah. we're moving in that direction. We've been doing it this summer. Um, it was our first summer, but it was really successful. We got about halfway through and we, we filled up every single day in like four days. So how do we get in touch with you as far as the Airbnb? Because I know we have listeners that visit here yeah. from over the bridge. Yeah. So if you guys are coming to this side of the Eastern shore and you're looking for a place to Airbnb, highly recommend the bus. A, it's very well done on the inside. I took a tour. Thank you. Thank you. B, it's in a very peaceful spot. C, it's 15 minutes away from the beach. Mm-hmm. And you've got great hosts that that keep up with it. Yeah, we offer everybody chicken eggs. A lot of people don't uh, don't take us up on that because they're, they're eating out the whole time. A lot of people don't cook in it. But, yeah, it has a fully functioning bathroom. Um, well, shower. Uh, shower, actually, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a porta potty situation, but that's because I don't want to deal with any of your fecal matter. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been really cool. You can check it out um, on Airbnb if you search the Bethany Beach area um, or Frankfurt. I think we say that I, I don't know exactly know how it's listed on Airbnb, but there's not very many in the area, and we're the one with the lowest price. Yeah, <laughs> so, and if you don't take our word for it, like look up the reviews because the reviews themselves they oh, speak yeah. for themselves. Yeah, we have some great reviews. Everybody loves it, and you know it's 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 glamping it's not yeah you're not, not roughing it yeah i mean you're you're not roughing it but you're also not in like a five-star hotel and people understand that i mean it is nice it's comfortable the number one compliment is how comfortable the bed is um and the space man like yeah, you have these walkways that are perfectly lined out you got a really handsome neighbor with a playground and other chickens and two <laughs> beautiful kids there's chickens running around you hear a rooster yeah. crow in the morning yeah. like you got it yeah it's pretty peaceful that's a pretty rock baby. um and you know we're always hoping to expand on it every year yeah and, and make all that area bigger and nicer and nicer until we get to the the uh the ultimate farming goal back there evan come here baby i um i don't I, you and i talked about it i don't know if i mentioned it on the podcast but uh, i want to buy the two acres next door to us Ooh. and i want I, I got the landowner's number uh-huh no answer yet because i'm just okay. a random number calling right. them and leaving them weird voicemails but you have left a voicemail. Oh yes. Yeah, but she, that's like weird. Yeah, I was like, hey, I live right next door to the property here, and uh, I want to. Uh, I want it. <laughs> I want a couple. I have a couple of questions about your property. <laughs> yeah. So they probably think I'm a real estate agent, but I think for my next voicemail, I'm just going to be like flat out, like, hey, you haven't done anything in three years. Right. I want to buy this. Right. Yeah. And I want to keep it as pure as it is because like over there like it's all obviously taken care of yeah it's really open yeah it's huge and, dude, and it, then you can take down all these trees right i would here. take down everything yeah. and just open this up eventually i would fence all of that in yeah. and uh i talked to our town uh clerk who said get it zoned commercial residential mm-hmm. so i can put a storefront on it oh cool cool yeah and then you can make money off of it yeah. like that would like instead of driving to leased land sure i would right. own it and then i could walk to work essentially yep Open a gate up right there. I mean, it, it butts up to it. Yeah. Actually, it butts up to the back of mine, too. Yes. So you can just clear all those trees if you want. That That'd would be, be amazing. That would be nice. And then some more sunlight. And then if I sold my house, it would not only be a house with 0.6 acres. It would be a house with three acres Yeah. plus a storefront, plus this, plus that. Like, it's an yeah. investment for my future. Yeah, definitely. And if I could get that property for 150 <sighs> that'd be a good deal. That's 75 grand an acre. Yeah. I mean, and she inherited it from what I understand. Oh, yeah. So it'd be all cash money in her pocket. Yeah, and it's going down. The market's going down just a little bit around here right now. So yeah. It's one of the good times. So that's an idea we've been throwing around. We've also um, thrown around the people like in Dagsboro. If you're going down Clayton, mm-hmm. 
toward the town of Dags, you know, the place on the right that has that all that ranch rail fence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That used to be like a cow farm that they're not using anymore. Uh-huh. So we thought about writing a letter saying, hey, can we lease some of that land? That'd be cool. Yep, yeah. That's a good spot, too. And, and it's four minutes away. Yeah, and really set up already as yes. a nice spot. And there's barns already on it and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Is your sister okay, honey? Okay. We can wrap this up. Yeah, if you got it. Oh, you got a you got a, a doula do, oblongata. Yeah, yeah, I do have to go. I do have to go. We're meeting with our midwife and a doula today. That's so cool. So yeah. All right, we're wrapping up, baby doll. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do a part two with Nate. We're coming up on fifty minutes of 55. this thing. Fifty-five ish. Almost a full hour. So uh, I don't know if Nate's coming back. Um, if he is, then you'll get a part two and an extended cut. If he's not, then we'll wrap it up at per usual by saying. Hold on to your butts, and we will see you hopefully in a week or so. Dylan, thank you so much for being on. Yes, thank you very much, and I just have to say, hold on to your butts. Hold on. Yeah, you got to say the hold on to your butts (laughs) part. All right. I got kids to tend to. You got to take a nap. I got to eat some lunch. Dylan's got a doula appointment. Go ahead. Say, you you close us out. Go ahead. Come here. Talk in here. What do you want to say? Um, I don't know. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) All right. See you guys next week.